This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to City Church U's Knowing God Guided Reading Podcast. We hope you will join us this holiday season as we read J.I. Packer's modern classic, Knowing God. Well, hey guys, thanks again for listening to our podcast this holiday season. We thought it would be a really helpful idea to take some time together as a college ministry to work through a classic, a modern classic book, Knowing God by J.I. Packer. And I'm excited for this opportunity for our college students just to be able to take a time of year that I think often gets overlooked. It's kind of like, let's stop ministry, stop a lot of the regular rhythms and involvement that we have, pull away, and then we'll come back and get back into all of that after the break. But I think this is a good opportunity for us to actually take the break and do something meaningful with it. Um, So I got Hank our resident here at City Church U extraordinaire. <laughs> Hello. And I have Amanda Hill, our associate director at City Church U. Hello. And today we're just going to talk about uh, some things at the onset of the book before we really get into the podcast. And then what we'll do is we'll be releasing uh, different conversations that we're having, reflecting on the reading together after we read each chapter and go through each chapter. And if you want to learn more about the schedule of that, you can go to citychurchu.com and you can see that. Uh, But before we get in, what are you guys looking forward to the most with this project? Um, For me personally, I'm really looking forward to just reading the book. So I've never read Knowing God before. Um, I'm not sure if y'all have, but I have not. and it is a classic. It's one that everyone talks about. I heard this summer uh, Albert Muller talked about it. It was like a work that he read when he was young that really defined his life. So I'm just excited to be a part of like the legacy of mm. knowing God, being able to read it and, and being able to talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree totally. It's been um, in my very tall stack of books, my long list to read. Um, and I'm excited to dive in and to do it together and then just get to talk through it, um, discuss what we are learning and how it's shaping us. Um, And like Hank said, it's just referenced everywhere all the time. And so we know that it's a great book. Um, And just to learn more about God, why it's important to know him, um, how best we can get to know him um, better as we're all 
on our own journey of faith. Um, and then doing it together as a ministry, I think, is just something special. Um, I think, Hunter, you mentioned that you read it back in high school, so it's mm. been like maybe a decade or so. Um, but how great to revisit it and <laughs> sorry to get... House me. <laughs> it's been a couple years. <laughs> but I think it'll be great to go through it together and just um, to something to unite us in this time too. Yeah. And we were discussing this project and we really felt like there's so much conversation around Christmas about Christ and there's mangers everywhere and there's, you know, special church services and everything like that. And how great for us to use this season where we talk so much about God to really slow down and think about what does it mean to know God? How does that impact our life? Um, so I'm excited about that. And just like Hank said too, I think it's really good to have this ability to talk with other believers about these books that have been really influential over the years. And this book was written almost 50 years ago. And a lot of people that many of us look up today, pastors, leaders, writers, have read this book set right where we're sitting right now and dove into it. So I'm excited. What, what are you hoping personally to get out of it? Um, for me, I, I do feel like um, I have been just in a season where I am learning a lot more at a really quick pace. I mean, for me, being newer to ministry, I think that is just um, an experience that comes with doing ministry every day as a career um, that I didn't have the privilege of um, doing before. So as as I grow in knowledge, I think that it's just going to be really important um, for me to like see how does that translate to mm -hmm. my actual relationship with God growing, not just my knowledge of God. And Packer gets right into this um, at the beginning of the book, as we'll talk about what does it mean to know God and not just know about him. Um, and so it is kind of something that I've been um, thinking about over the past year or so. And so I am, I'm really excited to just see how that um, expands with this study. Yeah, for me as well, a, a lot of similarities. I'm looking forward to seeing how, really how it translates. So mm -hmm. like I read the book, I, I get the knowledge, and Packer talks about this early on in the book, but what like it matters what I do with mm -hmm. that knowledge. So what will I personally do with that knowledge? Right. Mm -hmm. What will change in my life, in my prayer life, in the way that you know I treat my wife, in the way that um, I read the word, like what's going to personally change for me? Where will I see um, the difference, like to be able to say that I know God from mm -hmm. this? Yeah. How does it influence our lives? And, and for me, when I read this book, I was at the end of high school. I got saved in high school, got connected to this church right when it first was planted. And this was really my first church home, church family. And around 17, 18, that was really when I decided I wanted to pursue going into ministry. And I had so much excitement around doing ministry and so much excitement around studying the Word. I think for many people, myself included, it becomes normal in some of the, I guess, the, the intimacy or some of the, the personal aspect to studying Scripture and thinking about God can wear off. And so it's kind of like when you're older and you go back to a place that you visited as a kid and it, there's something about being in that place that's really special. To me, this book has already felt like that. So I'm excited to maybe just remember what it was like the first time I read it. And hopefully in this season, for me, it can stir some excitement that I had in that season of life. And so we hope that you know, you're know you excited to read it too. 
one of the things I love that he talks about in the preface, and you should read the preface, (laughs) even though it's like not an official chapter, um, (laughs) is he talks about um, balconiers and travelers. And he talks about like, you know, the balconiers are kind of assessing things and looking at things from afar, but the travelers are actually in the weeds and experiencing them and, and dealing with them in a different way. I think in a lot of in a lot of ways um, in ministry, and I don't just mean vocational working for a church ministry. Some of the most challenging things that we work through are kind of as travelers, you know. And we read these books, and it's like I can argue to you this thing about did God, you know, harden Pharaoh's heart? But how do I deal with this situation with my roommate? <laughs> you know, and it's like it's great you yeah. should care about those questions in the scripture. But it's, it's those things that we experience as travelers and not just balconiers of the faith uh, that I think is, is really, really important, especially at when you're young in your faith and you're first leading it out. What was y'all's initial impression from that kind of illustration of balconiers and, and travelers? It was kind of, I guess, enlightening for me to think of it that way um, because we there are times when we face skepticism or people who kind of misunderstand what ministry is, um, what the Christian faith is, um, why do you, why do you, um, why, why do you feel like it's important to live a certain way and follow these certain commands, you know, under the authority of God and, um, to feel like he references this traveler and know that I am one of those travelers. You know, this book is written for the traveler, and he says that, and we are on the road. And to know that there are so many people who who may say, this is not a road you should be on, or that the road doesn't even exist, mm. but we are actually walking that road together. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that illustration. Yeah, me too. Um, I think, uh, like, a lot, I'm in seminary currently, um, and so I feel like a lot of the times I read a lot of books and I'm like a balconier, you know, I'm <laughs> not trying to flex that. It's just one of my initial, you guys can't see it, but there's in- genuineness in Hank's eyes right there. <laughs> um, and I'm excited. Like I, I love that illustration because it's like, okay, not only am I in seminary, you know, for this knowledge, but I'm the traveler too. And like, mm-hmm. I need this book in order to travel through the every day of my Christian faith. Mm. Um, and then uh, immediately following that illustration, he talks about how his conviction behind the book is ignorance of God. Mm-hmm. And like that's why he wrote the book, because he felt like people did not understand God to know him, but much less like discuss him. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are we supposed to you know, know God if we don't understand him, if, if we're completely ignorant of his ways and who he is? Um, and so to be the traveler, like, it means to like know where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes through knowing God, yeah. like for our lives. And also keeping in mind um, that a couple of the goals are like, how do we fight off like conformity mm-hmm. to the modern spirit, which he kind of calls out as a trend of this time. Um, and then also you were, you know, how do we fight off the the skepticism that mm-hmm. comes with that and to, to not fall into confusion or ignorance or indifference about what's happening around us in, mm-hmm. in the Christian faith. Yeah, I, th- I thought that part, and that's one of the things when you read these kind of modern classic books where somebody wrote this 50 years ago, 
but you went, while you're reading it, it feels like they wrote it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he talks about these, he calls them unhappy trends, but he says there's a spirit, uh, there's a modern spirit, and he talks about, uh, he, he says this, and this is in the, the preface, he says, you know, it spawns great thoughts of man and leaves room for only small thoughts of God. And I thought that was, I thought that was really strong, mm-hmm. but very true of today. Yeah. And where so much, and we say this all the time with college students, so much about around you is just making everything about you and everything about man. And it's all about your life and do, accomplishing every goal you have and having comfort and having security and being a good person. And that's one of the cool things this book presents is, okay, not that you don't matter, but your chief end is to know God. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what matters the most. It's supreme. And then he talks about, you know, the modern skepticism. And he says, you know, that Christian minds have been confused by modern skepticism. And he says uh, the foundation on the foundation facts of faith are called into question. And I think, man, for college students who are travelers on the road, that's every day. You know, I mean, from the songs you listen to, to the shows you watch on streaming services, to conversations you have and clubs, sororities, fraternities, bands, etc. I mean, you just are encountering lots of skepticism. Mm-hmm. And I think hopefully as you read through this, and we invite you to, this will give you some encouragement too to know that one, you know, God is above all of that. He's supreme to all that. And two, you don't travel alone. You know, you're not going through this alone, which I think is is great. Yeah. Well, my last, my last kind of question is... Um, he says, knowing God changes everything. And I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but um, he, he does talk about this in, in the first three chapters a lot. In what ways in your life has better understanding God, maybe it was a sermon you heard, a, a scripture you read, something, like what types of ways has that changed and impact the way that you live? I feel like for me, there it was kind of like an awakening to this joy, um, this ever-present joy that is there and that is in the relationship that you have with God. Um, And it's really difficult to explain, but it just overpowers all, all of the negative, all of the sad, all of the suffering and hard times and around you and in your own life. Um, it's just this superseding joy and that really can only come from outside of us, especially as we learn more about our own sin and our own depravity and what that looks like in human form, um, that it can only come from the Spirit of God. Um, and so for me, I think that that has really colored kind of my, like a transformation that I've seen um, in myself over time as a Christian. Yeah, I think for me, one moment that I think to like specifically was, so I got saved, I was about 16 when I got saved, and then had a tough year, but towards the end of that year, I was just struggling with like, what, like, what does it even mean to be a Christian? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I feel like I'm doing nothing, I feel like I'm going nowhere, I feel like like genuinely, I don't know God. Um, and then I, I had my first mentor who sat me down and walked me through the book of First John. Mm-hmm. And I felt like for the first time I was reading the scriptures and I was understanding like this was written 
that I can so that I can understand God. Hmm. It's very influential in like why I want to enter ministry because when you finally begin to understand the word, like the words that God has written to us, um, we can really begin to understand who God is. And I felt like it gave me for the first time in my faith something tangible, like to hold on to. Um, as I'm a senior in high school going to class, like something very tangible that I can hold on to, um, knowing that like I can walk with God throughout my days if I know this book, like mm. if I know the scriptures, I can actually like know him. And yeah, that was, that was, I feel like that was the first time that it like clicked for me that knowing God is a very real thing. For me, it was funny. I was thinking about this the other day. The first time I ever went to City Church, it was the first ever Christmas on the Moon, which is a nightclub here in Tallahassee. <laughs> Our students don't act like you don't know it. And um, and I remember my friend had invited me. So I got saved, and then I wasn't a part of a church for about two years, and I kind of felt like I knew what church was. Like I, un- I understood the gospel, but I felt like church was like for people who were like kind of extra or people who like just didn't have better things to do or people who just really needed friends. And I felt like, well, I have friends, and I feel like I don't really want to learn the Bible. I didn't, I, I didn't think it was very realistic. Truthfully, I never thought of myself as a smart person growing up. And then, um, my friend invited me and said, Hey, I'm a part of this, this church, you know, church plant. And we're having a Christmas service at, um, this nightclub in town. And I actually thought to myself, well, maybe I don't understand churches as well. Cause that <laughs> seems kind of obscure. And I went and the first, uh, time I went there, Dean was preaching and he was preaching Jeremiah two, and he had a toilet on stage and he's talking about drinking out of broken cisterns. And he, you know, classic. He, he worked through, he worked through that that text. I was talking about, you know, you're drinking out of this toilet, you know, when you're living the way that the world is calling you to, and you're doing all. You think that it's going to be refreshing, you think it's going to be good, and all this. And I really realized too, for me, it was like knowing God and knowing the Word would lead me to, and I and I don't mean this in a prosperity sense, but something better, like a better joy, a better peace, a better hope. And I think at that point in my life, I, you know, as much as a, you know, 16, 17 year old guy is going to think, you know, I really was wondering like, what, what, what is it that I'm searching for? And I found like, wow, like I can see God through the text. And I remember that was like the first time I really felt like I was looking at my Bible, listening to someone preach through the text and understanding it. And to me, that was like a really big paradigm shift for me and really why I got connected to a local church, which led eventually to to me being in this role today. So I think we all have good things ahead of us. I'm excited to dive in. Does everybody want to share their holiday drink right now? (laughs) Um, I don't drink coffee, so I'm drinking just a plain old green tea. Yeah. I love Mm. it though. (laughs) Mine is not a holiday drink. It's not festive at all, but it is, is. um, yeah, the Starbucks Christmas cup is here and it's holding a sweet cream cold brew. I got a nitro cold brew with some sort of pumpkin cream and it's (laughs) It's pretty good, but my review of it is that it's not worth the calories. So like many things in life, nitro, nitro, Nitro. very intense. (laughs) Give me, give this guy the nitro. (laughs) Woo. You just got the nitro and call an EMT for them. (laughs) So, um, well, thank you guys for listening. We hope that you guys will join in through this holiday season as we go through this book.